And we are back in the top of the seventh on the cancel ball regular season finale, Alabama versus Ole Miss. Sorry for, sorry for the technical difficulties through the first six innings. Uh, hopefully you were following the cancel ball Twitter account. I'm Drew Champlin, joined by Mark Jennings. Ole Miss has a 3-1 lead over Alabama. Ole Miss got on the board in the first leadoff triple by Anthony Servideo. He scored in the sack fly. Alabama's lone run came in the fourth. Drew Williamson scored on a Peyton Wilson sack fly. Ole Miss got single runs in the third and the fourth. Antoine John just lasted four innings. Casey Cobb is on for Alabama. Derek Diamond, the starter for Ole Miss, is out as well. Marco, what are you hearing out of Knoxville, Tennessee? Drew, first off, let me just say how excited I am to be here, call this game for everyone. There's definitely not a better way I could be spending my time than calling this baseball game. But we got breaking news out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Drew, Tennessee beat Arkansas 5-3 uh, to three earlier today. Arkansas finishes the season at 17-13 and 13 in conference play. Alabama at 17-12 and 12 is now playing for a chance to win the SEC West with a victory tonight over Ole Miss. As you said, they're already down 3-1. A loss would place them as runner-up because they would be tied with Arkansas. And as we all know from following along, Arkansas owns a tiebreaker via winning two out of three earlier this season in Fayetteville. So we got a pretty big game tonight. Uh, Alabama's got a chance to do something pretty special here in the last three innings. Let's see how it works out for them. All right. As the leadoff hitter, Anthony Servideo, steps in against Cobb, the pitch is lined into right center field. That's going to be extra bases, Servideo. Rounds first, he will coast into second base with the leadoff double. Really just a terrible hanging breaking ball to have him working with Casey Cobb in the offseason about really how to get that tight spin on it. But uh, he, he really lost his fundamentals there on that pitch and wasn't listening to what I was saying. And as always, if you don't listen to what I tell you to do, you're going to make some mistakes out there in the field. And unfortunately, that's what happened to Casey Cobb. And that leads uh, – Peyton Chitania is, is in the box. He's uh, got a 2-1 count against Cobb, and he uh, – the pitch has swung on a ground ball to first over Williamson. Uh, Cobb runs over to cover, and uh, Williamson will make the toss to retire. Chitania Servideo is over to third, just one out, and it looks like pitching coach Jason Jackson of Alabama will make the slow walk to the pin – he will signal Drew Peacock, the second base umpire, will make the call. And it looks like the left-handed junior Brock Guffey is going to come into the ball game. Mark, Mark, what can you tell us about Brock Guffey? Uh, well, he's fantastic, Drew. He's a dangerous Hoover. He got a, So, you know, he's got a lot of guts and if he can survive that type of atmosphere and go on and go on to, uh, you know, matriculate to, to attempt to earn a college education. Uh, but he's 5-1 this year. He's got a 2.1 ERA, 34 strikeouts, and only 30 innings pitch. So uh, he, he's had a pretty good year so far. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. And, and to be honest with you, Drew, I'm really excited about how fast this is going. You know, this is what happens when you get a guy like Justin B behind the plate. You get a 2-1 count without any type of, of, of break in, in, the, in the action. It just goes right to it. And this is what happens when you have a, 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 uh, the, the type of umpiring crew that we have out there tonight. All right, well, the third hitter, Tyler Keenan, while you were saying that, uh, Guffey threw five pitches to him, uh, and Tyler Keenan has a 3-2 count on him. The number uh, He is a big-time major league draft prospect, and here's the pitch from Guffey to Keenan. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Mark, what would you see there? It's a fantastic pitch around the outside corner. Uh, got him to bite on that breaking ball. Uh, a really great pitch. Really, really fooled Keenan on that one. Absolutely, and Kevin Graham, the cleanup hitter, he is also another lefty like Keenan. That's why they brought in Brock Guffey 
with Servideo at third. This is key. You know, Alabama's going to want to get him out. And uh, the first pitch is a ball uh, to, to Graham as uh, as Servideo takes his lead off of uh, off of third. The second pitch is is low, but called a strike by Justin Beam. The throwback to to uh, Guffey, and, and it looks like Servideo is not going to go anywhere. No, no straight steal of home here, Mark. I wouldn't think. I mean, he's not. He's he's pretty fast, but he's not exactly Jackie Robinson out there. You know what I'm saying? After the second pitch is fall is uh, third pitch is fouled off. Uh, it's a one-two count to Graham. Here's the pitch from Guffey. Called strike three by Justin Beam, and Guffey gets out of the inning. And Alabama's going to take that. Uh, 3-1 deficit to the bottom of the seventh. We'll have the seventh inning stretch here, and we will go to a station break. Hey, Mark, where's Yorgo? Uh, he's, out with the, he's out with the girl right now. That's why, you know, I, he asked me for some advice. You know, I let him go out on a date. He's been real busy and, and trying to get off, and I told him he could go out with somebody. So, you know, you want to know where a good, where a good seafood place was. I told him the best out there was, of course, Red Lobster. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic seafood they got over there. Um, you know, but then I told her that if he wants to keep her around, you know, you got to do what I did, which you just got to get her pregnant. Whoa, hot mic, hot mic, hot mic, hot mic, Mark. Uh, we got to stop that right here. Um, as uh, didn't know we weren't going to have a station break, Mark. It's just you and me feeling dead air. I, I figured, I assumed we would have uh, you know, sponsors lined up to be a part of this, uh, this experience, Drew. Well, time, I, it, I apologize. Times are tough, but let's get to the bottom of the seventh. Coronavirus this... is really taking a toll on, on the economy if we, if we can't have sponsors for this. It's, it's really unfortunate, Mark. Uh, uh, Ole Miss reliever Taylor Broadway is facing freshman uh, second baseman Jim Jarvis. He's got a 3-2 count on him, and here's the pitch, and Jarvis swings and misses for the first out. Just a great pitch, Drew. Had him fooled. Uh, yeah, clearly, Jarvis is expecting some, uh, something high speed. Fooled him with the breaking ball over the over the inside corner. Uh, really didn't have a chance there on that one. And here is the shortstop, Colby Robinson. These 10-second pitch counts are really uh, to our benefit. Uh, Robinson, he has an 0-1 count. The pitch is uh, grounded to third, and that's going to be fielded by Graham, and he's going to fire over to first. Four out, two, Mark. Yeah, he really got pretty good contact on that one. Unfortunately, hit it right to the third baseman. Uh, just really a fortunate. It was a hard-hit ball. Yeah, unfortunately, that was Keenan at third. who fired over to Graham at first. My apologies. And that will bring up uh, Auerbach and Brett Auerbach, the leadoff hitter for Alabama. He's got a 1-1 count on him. Pitch from Broadway, who's been really dynamic in his three innings of work. It is popped up uh, down the third base line. Will it stay fair? Servideo running over. He will make the catch. What a play there by Servideo to end the inning and keep Ole Miss ahead three to one. Really a great play, Drew. You said a lot of athleticism there. He really used the athletic athletic frame he has. And uh, You know, I was just guy this kid since he was 12, 13 years old. The way he's really filled out his body and worked hard to develop it. Is really just a, a a testament to his his hard work and and really really twelve and thirteen year olds all across the country should take a testament to his work ethic and and his physical development uh, to be able to make that play. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Mark, since we don't have any sponsors, uh, why don't you talk to us about your experience with the Tagovailoa family? 
I know you were there when Tua was picked fifth overall by the uh, Miami Dolphins, even though the camera, you know, ESPN camera only showed about, you know, four or five people in the room. Well, Gat Lou, I've known him for a while. He he gave me a personal invitation to come to the draft party. There were about 60 people there. You know, the ESPN, you know, the liberal media camera guys were there, but, you know, uh, they were kind of stressed out and they couldn't show everybody. So they only showed five or six people when the live shot is on. There are a lot of Church of the Highland people, camera people, and social media people there. And, and, you know, again, and one had a persistent dry cough, so that was kind of disturbing, but uh, you know, we got through it. It had a fantastic time at the Vaglatadas. Uh, it really enjoyed uh, getting to get know them a little better. Uh, it was a great experience. You know, uh, you know, Talia transferred into the transfer portal. That's really no surprise. Uh, we spent that night, me and Galu and the family, mapping out some possible destinations for him. Of course, where he's going to end up, I can't share that with you uh, or the listeners on the podcast. Um, but of course, you know, there are a lot of people in the media there. Uh, there's some characters from that radio show in Birmingham called Three Man Front. And, and they said Talia was leaving was the worst kept secret, even though they never reported on it. That's neither here nor there, Drew. Uh, I had a great time at the Tacklebottas. And, uh, you, know, you know, Talia ever gets drafted, I'm sure I'll be invited again. We are back. Uh, top of the eighth inning, Brock Guffey is pitching for Alabama. He got two strikeouts of Keenan and Graham. To end the seventh, as Ole Miss still leads Alabama three to one. Alabama needs to win here to win the SEC West. Tim Elko is the batter. Here is the one zero pitch, and it is crushed into right center field. That's going to be off the wall as Elko rounds first, and he will head into second base with a leadoff double mark. A big crush hit by Elko, but it looks like there's going to be a pinch runner. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, I'm seeing John Reese Plumley come in uh, to pinch run. Frankly, Drew, when I, when I heard the sound off the bat, I thought it might have been out of here, but uh, only got to the wall. And Alabama's real lucky to, to to only have a runner on second at this point. So Plumley, who was the quarterback for Ole Miss uh, football last fall, he's on second with Hayden Leatherwood, the batter, one for three on the day. He has a one-two count against him after two taken strikes from from Guffey, and uh, the, the, the one-two pitch is fouled away, and he will stay alive. Uh, the next pitch is high and outside for ball, and here is the two-two pitch called strike three by Justin Beam, another uh, one that looked a little bit too close to take, Mark. Yeah, two strikes, got to be a little more protective of the plate. Frankly, I thought that ball might have been a little little off the plate, but, uh, you know, at this point in the game, and this – uh, you got to be a little more protected in the plate, and uh, he didn't do it. And Hayden Leatherwood didn't do a very good job of that. Yeah. Hey, Mark, I'm getting a buzz from Athens, Georgia. Can you share with the listeners what's going on? I'd love to, Drew. Just let you know, Kentucky has upset number three Georgia to take a, the game three in the series. Georgia's going to finish the season 18 and 12 in the SEC. And now Alabama, with the win tonight, is in position to tie them for the regular season SEC championship if they can come back and win the game today. All right, so Ben Van, Cle- ben Van Cleve is the batter. He's 0 for 2 with a walk so far. The first pitch is taken for a strike right down the middle. Plumley on second with one out. Ole Miss holding on to a 3-1 lead. Here's the pitch from Guffey. It's grabbed into short. Colby Robinson will look Plumley back to second. Fires over to first for the second out. Great play there by Colby Robinson, the senior. It really was, Drew. Was, uh, the, the play was a lot tougher than it, than it seemed coming off the bat. It was kind of bouncing funny, but he made the play and, and used his fundamentals that I taught him to be able to fire to first and, uh, and get, get the out. All right, that'll bring up 
Hayden Dunhurst, bad. He has fouled away the first pitch and took the second for a ball. It is a 1-1 count. The third pitch of the bat is, is a taken for a strike. Looks right down the middle. Guffey working quickly here. Pitch four is a ball outside. We're two and two. Guffey from the stretch with, with Plumlee on second. Pitch five is fouled out of play up into the roof. It looks like that might have been Cameron Luke Ratliff who made the catch there. Was that Luke Mark thought? Or Cameron. Yeah, look, Hendrick, you know, you know, he's Luke is gonna be there at all at all the games, and he's of course he's right there on the on the on the on the right above the dugout for this one. Uh really one of the great uh fans for Alabama baseball. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys, he supports all Alabama athletics when it comes to when push comes to shove, he's the one that's gonna drive to Pittsburgh for an NCAA tournament game. And you certainly can't say that about all Alabama fans everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, Prater went out to visit with Guffey while we were talking about Cameron Luke Ratliff, and here is the here is the pitch. It is popped up right outside the first base bag. It looks like Williamson is over. He will make the catch to end the inning. Uh, Plumley is stranded at second, and Guffey will get out of the jam. What a play there by Williamson! It was a great play by Williamson, but really even a better pitch to uh, to fool the hitter and to, and to pop it up right outside the first base bag. Uh, just fantastic work here uh, by the Alabama pitching staff. All right, so we'll go to the eighth inning break since we don't have any sponsors here. Mark, uh, hey, I know you're the general manager of the Alabama alumni, the tournament team, the five-on-five that we're hoping to see this summer on ESPN where the winner gets, uh, you know, $2 million, the winning team, and you've you've given the team roster on our previous Champs Corner podcast. You guys are wanting to, wanting to go back and look listen for that. Uh What's going on? Just give me a quick team update. Well, it's unfortunate, you know, MC Mazika played so well uh, and really practiced well and done a great job in these exhibition games. And unfortunately, he suffered a leg injury while he was out uh, riding his bike. Uh, so I had to cut him uh, because also Chuck Davis's paperwork came in. So basically replaced MC Mazik with, with Chuck Davis. Um, I feel really good about the starting lineup we got. We got Avery Johnson Jr. We got Rod Gazard, Jim Bakken. Uh, Chuck Davis is going to start, and then Thalmas McGee. So I like the five that we're putting out on the floor to start the game. You know, we just got done with a trip through New York City to, uh, to play alumni teams at the Javits Center. Uh, 6,000 fans were there for these exhibitions. We're now 12-1 and one of these exhibition games, so I'm pretty excited about the way the team is developing. Uh, the only loss, of course, came to uh, 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 some alums from the University of Pittsburgh. But I'm certain the way the team is developing and proving that if we see him again, we'll be able to get the better of him next time. Coach Stallings, you know, uh, he had to suspend Brian Passing for a couple of games, which, frankly, I'm not surprised because of Brian Passing's attitude about the whole thing and the way he's approaching uh, this tournament. You know, this is the business, Drew, and this is professional basketball. And, and frankly, Brian Passing still is kind of struggling with that aspect. Uh, but Brian Passing got suspended for two games by Coach Stallings, you know, because of his his social media posts, and and frankly, that there's not a really a, a place for politics in, in terms of something as important as a tournament. But, uh, you know, I'm happy to hear that Coach Passick stayed at home tonight to work on his game instead of coming to this event. And uh, hopefully that it's going to, you know, hopefully he'll end up at the end of all this a better person because certainly he needs some more discipline in his life at this point. All right, we will move to the bottom of the eighth. Alabama's got Gentry, Dayodati, and Prater leading off. Austin Miller is the new Ole Miss pitcher. The final line on Taylor Broadway, three innings pitch. 
Just one hit, no runs, and four strikeouts on 46 pitches. Kind of surprised to see him come out of the game. Mark, uh, can you list us some defensive changes for the Rebels? Absolutely, Drew. You know, John Reese Plumley pinch ran earlier in the uh, earlier in the inning. He's going to remain in the game, play left field. Leatherwood is going to switch from left field to right field. Uh, pretty smart move there uh, by Ole Miss. All right, Tyler Gentry, one for three with a single walk and a strikeout. He is Alabama's team leader in batting average, three fifty four, slugging percentage, six seventy two, and home runs. He is ahead in the count, two zero. He's got a uh, his on base percentage at four forty four, right behind Auerbach. 455. Third pitch is a ball, uh, and here's the fourth pitch, and it is a taken strike. Uh, there was no green light for Gentry there, and he will take pitch number five, the 3-1. It is a ball. Gentry will walk on down to first base, Mark. It looked like the new pitcher wasn't comfortable there at all. Yeah, it looked like he was struggling a bit. Frankly, again, I'm impressed with the speed uh, by this, but that's what you get when you get a quality umpire like Justin B behind the plate. All right, that brings up the freshman, Owen Diodati. 11 homers and 52 RBIs, second on the squad. The 1-0 pitch is smashed into right field. That's going to get past the outfielders all the way to the wall. Gentry will be held by Brad Buhannon at third as Diodati sails into second for a double. Frankly, I think Coach Buhannon should have sent uh, Gentry at that point. I thought he had plenty of room to score, but, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. It's a fantastic play. A fantastic batting by by Owen Diodati. Is right down the line, took a tough pitch and, and on the inside corner was able to turn around and keep it fair. And Alabama's uh, threatened to hear his runners on second and third. All right, and that's going to be it. Ole Miss is going to make a quick pitching change. That's going to be it for Austin Miller. And it looks like that is uh, closer Braden Forsyth running out of the pen. He's going to face Sam Prater with the uh, runners on second and third with no outs. Marco, what, what can you tell us about Forsyth? Well, he's really – it's a fantastic year so far. He's among the SEC leaders of 12 saves and, and sports a, a really fashionable 1.79 ERA. Uh, it's a, it had a great year so far. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what he does against this Alabama lineup. All right, and then Prater steps in. He's had a tough night so far. He's over three with a strikeout. First pitch is low and away for a ball. Here's the 0-1 pitch. It is foul hard way out of play. It's going to be 1-1 one one to Prater with runners on second and third. They're not going to walk him here. They're going to pitch to Prater. Here's the 1-1. One one. Crushed into left field. Plumley goes back. He'll need a rocket up his ass if he wants to get that one. It's a home run for Sam Prater. Alabama is ahead 4-3, to three and the dugout is going wild, Mark. Drew, first off, let me just say, I'm not totally sure about your language. This is, uh, this is a Christian show, but that's neither here nor there. It's really it's a hard-hit ball. He hung a breaking ball, and uh, Sam Prater is able to pull it off, pull it off and, and, and drill one off the scoreboard. And now Alabama is in shape, Drew, to win the, the tie for the SEC out of all this. Absolutely, and uh, Braden Forsyth has blown the save. He's not going to get his 13th save. He's in line to be the losing pitcher here with that home run. That is Prater's 14th homer of the season. It ties Tyler Gentry, who has 14 as well. Drew Williamson, the first baseman, is 0 for 2 with a walk and a run scored. And, uh, and Mark, it looks like uh, as the first two pitches are, are taken for balls, it looks like he had a big streak snapped pretty recently. Yeah, unfortunately, he had a 28-game reach base, uh, 28 game streak where he reached base uh, every game. A snap last Sunday at LSU, 
so far, he's only one of ten on the weekend for two walks, so he's clearly going into a little of a rut. Hopefully, for Alabama fans, he can snap out of it. All right, the 2-2 pitch uh, is popped up to Dunhurst. He's going to make the catch near the on-deck circle for out number one. That will bring up T.J. Reeves, the left fielder. Mark, how's he doing today? Two or three. He's two or three so far, Drew. He had a double in the second and really a beautifully executed hit-and-run single in the fourth. Uh, so pretty good day so far to, for T.J. Reeves. All right, Reeves uh, got off to a slow start in SEC play, hitting uh, just uh, just slugging just three thirty three pre conference play. He is down one and two in the count, just swinging miss. He will take the one two pitch for a ball, but uh, Reeves is really turning it around in uh, conference play. He's hit six home runs. That's uh, you know tied with uh, Diodati Gentry and Prater. Six home runs in SEC play. The next pitch is fouled off. He just barely. Took a piece of that, and um, you know Reeves only hit 217 last year in SEC play. Here's the 2-2 pitch. It's called strike three by Justin Bean. Mark, that looked a little low and inside. What did you see there? That was really a terrible call. Eric Gregg thought that far that the ball was too far off the plate, but uh, you know it, it's you know TJ Reeves is clearly not happy with that call, as you can tell. Uh, he gave Justin Beam a look, and, and, and but, you know, Justin Beam having control of the game, he shut him up real quick. Uh, doesn't throw him out of the game. Uh, but, frankly, uh, uh, Justin Beam's attitude at this point is a little off kilter. I haven't seen Justin Beam do that to any other members of the team uh, who have given him plenty of looks for his wide strike zone. All right, that brings up Peyton Wilson, the freshman 0 for 2 with the sack fly RBI in the fourth. That gave Alabama its first run. Wilson hitting 282 uh, this season, the freshman from Hoover. Uh, the 1-0 pitch is uh, inside out, swing to left for a single. That's going to get under the glove of Plumlee and go all the way to the wall. Wilson, he is going to go all the way around second and get to third with the single and the two-base error. Mark, it looked like Plumlee just misread that. Yeah, you know, you've been out of the game for so long, but sitting on the bench for seven innings, he comes in and has to make a play defensively. He really struggles. All right, Jim Jarvis is up. He's 0-2. He struck out last inning versus Broadway. He's up again. Uh, first pitch is uh, high and inside for a ball with uh, Peyton Wilson on a third Alabama leading 4-3. to three. Jarvis hitting 274 and the next pitch. And he's going to up that batting average. It's down the first baseline just inside the bag. Here comes Wilson. Will score, make it 5-3. to three. Leatherwood in right field. Great play to hold Jarvis at first base, but what a pitch or what a swing there for Jarvis after the tough uh, start to the game. Yeah, just, honestly, I thought some poor base running only getting held to first, but uh, yeah, I thought that was a sure double as soon as it got past the first baseman. But uh, Alabama's up five to three now, Drew, and as long as they can hold on, looks like they're going to tie for the SEC. All right, Colby Robinson, the number nine hitter, 0 for three today, dropping his uh, season average down to just 255. The first pitch is taken for a strike and. Uh, Here's the second pitch from Forsyth that it's going to drill him on the back there. Ooh, uh, Robinson gives Forsyth a look there. Do you see any evil intentions? You know, I, I like to think it's uh, the pitcher has his best intentions at heart, but the way he struggled so far tonight, I wouldn't be surprised if it was intentional. All right, so that's going to put runners on first and second as Bianco visits Forsyth on the mound. Brett Auerbach 0 for 4 today, uh, just 1 for 16 on the weekend. He's taken a uh, – He's taking a tough start, Mark, uh, or he's taking a tough uh, – he's had a tough series, and uh, he takes the first pitch for a strike. And, uh, Mark, uh, you know, what, what about Auerbach? It seems like his durability has really been on display this season. 
It really has, Drew. He's the only Crimson Tide player to start and play in all 56 games this season and still maintains a really a, uh, a not real, maybe a video game like .455 on base percentage. So really a fantastic year so far for Brett Auerbach, even though he's struggling this weekend. The 0-1 pitch is crushed into left field. That's going to get past Plumley all the way to the wall into the left field gap. Wilson will score easily. Jarvis held at third, Mark. That's going to give Alabama a 6-3 to three lead. Could they have gotten more on the play? Absolutely. I think Coach Bohanna made a huge mistake in holding Jarvis at third base. He really, really, when you look at it, it should have been an easy score. It really should be 7-3 to three at this point. But uh, Alabama is going to take a 60-3 lead, and we're going to see what happens with the next batter. All right, but uh, the next batter is Tyler Gentry. He will have to wait. The new Ole Miss pitcher will be Max Cheofi, uh, Mark, what can you tell me about Max Cheofi? What are his uh, best pitches? Well, Drew, he, he, he's a knuckle curve guy. Drew, he's going to come on. He'll be a little different. Alabama baseball players aren't going to be used to uh, the pitches that he's throwing out there. And, uh, uh, you know, if, we're going to see real quick if the Alabama players can adjust to what he's throwing. All right, as Gentry steps in, he led off the inning, actually. And here is the first pitch to Gentry. He is swinging, and it's going to be popped up into the second base right field area. It looks like Benj and Chitanya are going for the ball. Chitanya calls him off. He will make the catch, but the two collide, and it uh, uh, looks like both are laying on the ground for a little while, but it looks like uh, Chitanya is up. Mark, is that Bench? Uh, is he still on the ground there? Is that him? Drew, this does not look good, Drew. He looks like a, it's really a tough injury. I can't tell. You, you know, you got the, the trainer running out there. They're giving the, the X sign. It means there's some sort of fracture at some point. But uh, it doesn't look good. Uh, and, and frankly, for Mitch, I hope he, hope he recovers quickly. But this is not going to be an easy one for him to get through. There's going to be a lot of rehab involved. I was really disappointed. We'll go to the top of the night. Huge inning for the Crimson Tide Bears. They take – take a 6-3 uh, lead. Mark, uh, you know, we started this podcast so long ago talking about recruits. Alabama football has gotten three uh, three big commitments since then, and, and I know how much Alabama fans of other sports love it when we talk football or when they hear football talk on a basketball or baseball broadcast. Real quick, Mark, you got Anquan Barnes, a 6'5", 310-pound defensive line from Robert E. Lee and Montgomery. Uh, and uh, A.G. Hall, the receiver from Valrico, Florida, and Ja'Cory Brooks from Miami. Just tell me what you want to tell me about them, or at least just give me a player comp. I first noted Anquan Barnes. I'm glad you mentioned him first. I first noted him when, when I was someone went to go see Henry Ruggs. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys, clearly got a lot of athleticism, but you, know how, you don't know how his body's going to mature uh, as, as he ages. But he's, he's grown up. He's 6'5". He's 310 pounds. Uh, uh, fantastic player. He reminds me a lot of Albert Means, Drew. Do you remember Albert Means? Yeah, uh, that really good player out of Memphis, right? Correct. Same type of athleticism, same type of skill, same type of body size. I expect big things out of Anquan Barnes coming up here in the future. And then uh, what about the receivers with Hall and Brooks? Hall, Aguirre Hall, fantastic player. He's 6'2", 183. He's going to need to put up some more weight on when he gets to college, but I have no doubt that – uh. The Alabama Athletic Training Program will do that for him. Uh, he reminds a lot of Eric Moulds, uh, former SEC West star, uh, fantastic players. Corey Brooks, 6'3", 180. Again, another guy's going to need to put some weight on. Uh, he's really a speedster. Uh, we think of 6'3", wide receivers as guys who were just possession receivers. But he's really got some burners on him. I met his family at the Tilt and Kilt when Jerry Judy committed the summer of 2016 and got to know them real well. So I'm glad that he's come out and had a great – 
really had a fantastic development since then. Really can be a fantastic college wide receiver. He reminds me of a lot of guy named Joey Kent, Drew, another fantastic SEC wide receiver. So I'm really, you know, if you're an Alabama fan, you have to be excited about these three commitments. Uh, but these two receivers are going to have a lot of space to play, a lot of t- playing time coming up their form as long as they do their work in the summer. All right. We head to the top of the ninth. Alabama leads Ole Miss 6-3, to three, and we're going to have a lot of changes for the Crimson Tide. Jackson Tate will replace T.J. Reeves in the lineup to play center field. Walker McClinney replaces Peyton Wilson to play left field. Alabama has a new pitcher. Brock Guffey's final line is one and two-thirds innings pitch, one hits, no runs, and three strikeouts, just 28 pitches. He is in line to get the win. Chase Lee, the Viper, uh, the sophomore out of McCalla, McAdory High School, he comes into the game, Mark. What can you tell us about Chase Lee? He's had a fantastic year so far. Uh, he's looking for his eighth save of the season. He comes into the game 3-0 on the year with a 2.33 ERA. 49 strikeouts and only 27 innings pitch. He's got rid of that really outstanding slider. That's especially tough against right-handed hitters. So uh, Alabama's really – uh, you know, they got the lead right now. They got their best pitcher coming in, their best relief pitcher coming in for the save. And let's see what happens. All right, so do up for Ole Miss. Uh, you've got the 9-1-2 spot. It would be Justin Bench, but as you mentioned, he uh, he got hurt in, uh, to in the eighth inning. And um, So the pinch hitter here will be Jerion Ely, and he is a freshman outfielder who is also a five-star football recruit, Mark. Uh, <clears throat> Tell me about Jerry and Ely. I mean, I know it's a name you like to talk about. Fantastic athlete, Drew. Of course, he's pinch inning here because of the uh, the injury to Justin Bench in the, in the previous half inning. He was an elite running back and baseball prospect at Jackson Prep, and he really fits right in with this Ole Miss baseball team. He's a fantastic athlete and really the person that you want leading off this inning if you're Ole Miss. All right, so Ely is uh, he is facing an 0-2 count. Uh, Chase Lee got him two quick pitches in about 18 seconds, and he's facing an 0-2 count to start the ninth. And uh, here's the 0-2 pitch. It looks like, no, it's called strike three by Justin Beam. Jerry and Ely has lost his mind, and he is going to be ejected right away. Mark, uh, what's going out there? Mike Bianco looks like he has run out there as well. And uh, are there some other guys? Uh, my mind is going berserk. Mark, uh, help me out here with a cool head. It is crazy out there right now. I think that I might have saw a punch thrown or two, uh, but Jared Ely's been ejected. Mike Bianco is out there. I believe he just got ejected too. Uh, really just a crazy scene. And, uh, you know, frankly, it, it was a bad call by Justin Bean, uh, even though I think he's one of the best college baseball umpires uh, that we have right now. It was a poor call, but, you know, frankly, there's no excuse for, for a player or a coach to act like that. Uh, but, you know, uh, T.J. Reeves didn't like the call that Justin Bean, uh, Justin Bean made earlier in the game, and he didn't get ejected. Uh, but Jerry on Ely did. Uh, you know, uh, Mark Bianco's – Mike Bianco's out of the game. Uh, it's really crazy stuff that's happening out, out there. It's, you know, dugouts. You know, the players are all standing on the dugout, see what happen, that happens next. Uh, so it's crazy out there right now, Drew. Mark, it looks like a third person has been ejected. Do you know who that is? Looks, yeah, I see that. It looks to me like it's student manager John Ross Swain went in there. And frankly, if you're a student manager, good for you. You know, you're just a student manager, so good, good for you for taking one for the team. Uh, but he's being escorted off the field right now, for it looks like to me. 
Well, it looks like uh, so the you know Ely and Bianco and John and Swaim, uh, they're, they're, they have been ejected from the game. And uh, it looks like everything has been cleared up. Alabama one out, just two outs away from clinching the uh, SEC West. Great, Champions. great job by the umpiring crew getting everyone off the field so quickly. Yeah, this really could have escalated. So, uh, you know, it's a good thing that we're back to playing baseball, especially it's, it's been such a phenomenal game. Well, anyways, uh, so that'll bring up the top of the order with Servideo, the first pitch. Uh, you know, Servideo is a ball. Uh, Servideo is two for four today with a triple, double, and a run score. The 1-0 pitch is looped over Jarvis's head into right field for a single. Um, just a good piece of hitting there for Servideo. Yeah, uh, it's really just a, a fancy job. He fa- he fought off an inside inside breaking ball and really looped it over the second baseman's head. Just a fantastic uh, piece of hitting by Servideo. All right, so that will bring up Peyton Chatanier. He is one for three with the RBI single in the third inning. He struck out. He struck out of the fifth. He laid down a sacrifice bunt in the seventh, and so Servideo will get his lead over at first. Uh, Chase Lee comes set. And there's a balk. There's a balk. Uh, second base umpire Drew Peacock has called a balk. Uh, Mark, I didn't see anything. Did you see what Chase Lee did? Yeah, he clearly buckled his knee right there when he was on the rubber, Drew, for people like me who, who love the game and break down film like I do. It's pretty obvious that it was a balk. Uh, but, but Coach Pohan is not happy about it. Uh, you know, Coach Pohan is going to see the film and uh, show him. He's, he's going to realize that he's in the wrong here, but he's not excited about it. He's out there arguing out there with the umpires. All right. Well, Justin Bean will quickly get Bohannon off the field. No ejections here, thankfully, as Shatanya is uh, back in. The pitch to him, the first pitch has popped up. Uh, it's going to be Brett Auer back at third, an easy play for him for out number two. It looks like he just swung at a bad pitch there, Mark. Yeah, I really should have let that one go. It was off the plate, but, you, you know, you're trying to make something happen. You're down by three runs. It's understandable. All right, and that'll bring up Tyler Keenan. He is Ole Miss's number three hitter, 0 for 2 today with a sacrifice fly RBI in the first off Antoine Jean, and he walked in the fifth. First pitch is a ball outside. The second pitch is a taken strike three, and that's uh, that's uh, Kendall Rogers is a big fan of uh, Tyler Keenan, isn't he? He is, Drew, but uh, Tyler Keenan didn't look great on that that sequence. All right, and uh, the one two one one pitch, it's a slider. It catches the outer black, and it's one and two. Here's the next pitch. It's a ball high, two and two. And it looks like this is going to be a struggle as Keenan is such a good player. The fifth pitch of the bat is fouled off out of play. Chase Lee wanting to work quickly. The sixth pitch of the bat is low and inside. It is two and two right now. Three and two, actually, excuse me, with the runner on second. Chase Lee is in the stretch with Servideo on second. He was balked over. 65,000 people are on their feet. You can just hear them going crazy in the background. Here's the 3-2 pitch. Called strike three. Justin Beam rang him up. It looked a little bit low, Mark, but Alabama is your co-SEC champion, your SEC West champion. Mark, it is pandemonia here at Sewell Thomas Stadium. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Drew, I can barely hear you right now. There are so many fans on the field. Fans have charged the field. I see Mayor Maddox out there. Dr. Saga's out there. Uh, Mr. Shunraw, my attorney, is out there. They're out there going crazy, Drew, excited for this Alabama baseball game. Wow, what a game here for the Alabama Crimson Tide as they win the SEC West Championship. And we will be back shortly to wrap up the, bo- the, the broadcast 
with some statistics. All right, we are back to wrap up the uh, post game. Alabama wins six to three over Ole Miss. What a game! What a what a season for the Alabama Council Ball team uh, in Coach Brad Bohannon's third year with the club. The Crimson Tide will be the number two seed of the SEC tournament behind Georgia. They finished up as co-champions uh, the SEC tournament in Hoover next week. I can't wait for you guys to follow the Council Ball count there. Brock Guffey gets the win. He improves his record to six and one. Forsyth, uh, he takes the loss. He had a terrible eighth inning. He drops three and one. Chase Lee picks up his eighth save for Ole Miss. Leading hitters, Anthony Servideo went three for five. Tim Elko, the right fielder, two for four. Ole Miss with nine hits on the game. Alabama with nine hits as well. Uh, you had Owen Diodati with two hits. T.J. Reeves with two as well. It's Sam Braders, three-run home run in the eighth. Uh, was Alabama's go-ahead home run the game-winning hit turned out to be. What a game it was. You had an ejection. Uh, Jerry and Ely lost his cool. You had an unfortunate injury with uh, Justin Bench of Ole Miss. We pray for his speedy recovery. We Hopefully we'll see him back playing baseball next year. For Mark Jennings, I am Drew Champlin. Mark, thanks so much uh, for, for being my sidekick this time. Drew, as always, I can I can so glad to, to be able to talk to you and call this baseball game, Drew, and I'm so excited I did this. And, uh, you know, congratulations to the University of Alabama for winning their SEC West Championship in baseball and, uh, and time for the SEC. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they perform at Hoover next week, Drew. Outstanding. And this will be these, – these recordings will be saved on the Champs Corner podcast – in any podcast app. So uh, we, we thank you so much for listening. Until then, have a great night.